All right, guys, welcome back. It's good to see everybody. Uh, we're on Dav Bet Amad Bet of Chagiga. Uh, it's a pretty quick Amad, actually, but important in a uh, global sense. The uh, the Gemara, we got to about seven or eight lines down to the two dots, which says, Chutz Vechera Shota Vekata and Vechule. So just to remind you, we had the Mishnah, which is a Kol Chayabim Everyone's obligated to bring the Korban Olat Re'iyah, except for the Chayresh Shota Vekata. The Chayresh is the deaf mute. We'll learn a lot more about him today. The Shoteh, a person who is, I guess we could say the word like insane, um, someone who doesn't have full mental faculties, and a katan is a minor. Okay, well, there's more examples there, but for our, for our purposes today, that's what we'll talk about. So Gemara says, katani chereish dum yudishotet. Right, so from a, from a uh, liter, uh, literary uh, perspective, if you look at the uh, the organization of the Mishnah, list together chereish shotet katan, so the chereish is considered to be similar to the shotet, at least that's how the list of indicates. Ma shotet vekatan. So just as a shoten and a katan are not b'nei de'a, they don't have full awareness of what's going on around them, and that's presumably why they're exempt. So af shoten, af chayresh, excuse me, so the chayresh as well, the lav bar de'ahu. The explanation for why the chayresh is exempt is because he is lav bar de'a, somebody who doesn't have a full awareness. Okay, and this actually makes a lot of sense, right? Like we're used to the idea of a deaf person being able to communicate through sign language and things like that. But imagine the world where you don't have sophisticated ways to communicate with people who are deaf. Okay, so then they don't have an ability to to have any type of sophisticated conversation, right? So you can have, you know, let's just an example. Let's give like a small child. A small child can know basic things, you know, uh, where's Abba, where's Ima, you know, do you want this noodles, do you not... But like in terms of having like a deep, you know, conversation about God and the obligation of mitzvot, they would have no ability to do that. And that's partially because their brain isn't developed, but also a lot of that stuff is because of language. If you don't, like, if you have a language barrier with the chayresh, it's not that they would theoretically not be capable, but they're practically not capable. So their chayresh, right, which generally defined as deaf mute, we'll see soon, they didn't have the ability to know these things, and therefore they're going to be uh, exempt. Okay, it's not just about mitzvot, by the way. It's about all matters of the world. They're just not a, 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 able to be part of the world. Okay. So Gemara says, "V'kamash malan," and it comes to teach us kiditnan, as we learn in the Mishnah. Chereish dibru chachamim bechol makom. The chereish that the chachamim talked about uh, in all places is she'ino shomea ve'ino midaber. Okay, it's somebody who doesn't hear and doesn't speak, right? Because it's those two things that basically keep him from being able to communicate and learn things about the world. But ha, but but midaber ve'ino shomea shomea ve'ino midaber. If you have the reverse, with only one of them when they speak but can't hear. Or here, but can't speak, then Chayav, they would be obligated in mitzvot. Again, okay, so they're, they're missing one of those things, but they are able to do that one. Okay, Gemara says, Tanina Laha. So we learned about this, the Tanah Rabbanan that we learned in the following Brayta. Somebody who speaks and can't hear, Zehu Chayresh, that's a Chayresh. Shomea Benu Medaber, somebody who hears and can't speak, Zehu Elaim, that's an Elaim, a mute person. Okay. If you could do both of those, then you're PKF. You're fully, uh, fully aware. You're like a regular, normal person. Okay, the Gemara says we might the midaber v'nei shomei azoche reish shomei v'nei madam azoilim. But where's like a scriptural source that this is the terminology we use for such people who either can hear or can't speak? Tuchiv as the pasuk says in Tehillim v'ani kechereish lo eshma ukiileim lo yiftach piv. Right, I'm like a deaf person who can't hear and like a mute person who can't open his mouth. Right, it doesn't mean physically open his mouth. It means open his mouth with speech. Okay, so that's one source. Vibayit aim. Alternatively, you could say kida amre inche. This one is not about the chiresh. It's about the ilaim. That it's a uh, conjunction. It's people say ishtakel milulei. His words have been taken away. 
Okay, so if you take the Allah from Yishtakel and the Mem and Lamed from Milule and flip them around, so you get Elaim. Okay, so whatever. That's another way of understanding. But the point is that this is a, the general understanding about the same race is our Sarish is up, whose Patur is both uh, deaf and mute. One or the other would be obligated. Okay, the Gemara says now, So the Brayta taught us that if you're only one of the two things, you are still obligated. The Gemara says, But didn't we learn the Brayta? But there's a Brayta which tells us if you have one of these two things, you can speak but can't hear, or you can hear but you can't speak, you're exempt. So our Brayta, this Brayta we just quoted, said you're a Chayav. Which one is it? So I'm a Rabbina, became a Rava. So either Rabbina, maybe it was Rava who said, There's a missing part of the Brayta. Here's how the Brayta should read, and we'll resolve the old issue. Okay, so everybody's obligated in the Re'iyah, right, appearing at the Beit Mikdash on the Regalim, meaning the Olat Re'iyah, though, and Simcha, okay, Simcha, either could be plain old Simcha, you might want to say it's the Shalmi Simcha, but for now we can leave that vague. Except for a Chereish who speaks and can hear, or can hear but can't speak, because that person is Patur from the Meriyah, but, even though they're exempt from Re'iyah, they are obligated in Simcha. Okay, but, here's the extra part. But somebody cannot hear or speak. And as well, a Shot and a Katan. So you see the link here also between these three people. They're exempt from Simcha as well. Because they're exempt from all Mitzvah in the Torah. Okay, that's the general rule. They're exempt from all the Mitzvah in the Torah. Tanya Lam Halchid is a bright that says very similar. You'll see it's basically the exact same thing. Hakol Chavim B'Riyah Uve Simcha. Everyone's obligated in both the Riyah, the Ulat Riyah, and the Simcha. Chutz Mechayresha B'Debre B'Ino Shomei Shomei B'Ne Medaber Shepturim Medaber Riyah. They're exempt from Riyah. Be'Af Al Pisha Patur B'Ne Riyah. Just go to Amagim to Gimel Menalef. Chayav B'Simcha. Ve'Cheino Lo Shomei Ablo Medaber. If you don't neither one, Ve'Shotev Katan Paturin Af Min Hasimcha. Holub Paturin Nikol Mitzvot Amur Paturah. So that's exactly the same thing. It's the same Brayta. Because it always has to have a Brayta that's Supports the Chisura Mechsura reading of the other bride. That's really the idea. And so that's the that's the concept. Okay, what we have to explain is why there would be a distinction between Re'iyah and Simcha. They're both mitzvahs. So if we're saying this person's, you know, the, the only person who's deaf mute is, is exempt from all mitzvot, why are they obligated in uh, Simcha if they could have one or the other? They'd be exempt from Re'iyah, but not Re'iyah. So that's that, that, that the six to figure out. Other than that, that's the basic uh, distinction. What's important to point out here is that um, it is true that generally speaking, when we say the word Chereish in the Talmud, we mean a deaf mute. And missing both qualities, and then the, the, the Gemara will have to be more specific if they want to talk about something who's one versus the other. Okay? Stop there. Just go.